Okay, recording is in process, so uh, do, do you want to commit us to the Lord in a word of prayer? Behave myself. Well, that too, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, pardon me? <laughs> I said yes, behave yourself too. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Lord, we thank you that we can be together informally and look together into your word and uh, that brother would lead and tell the things that he has found, things that would bless the two of us and anyone else that joins us later. We thank you for this time and pray with thanksgiving in our hearts in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. So here we are, and we're coming up to the end. There are just two sections left in Exodus chapter 30 mm -hmm. uh, concerning the uh, building. Um, and that's the bronze basin and the anointing oil of incense. And then we get into the uh, the workmen who were given wisdom and the Sabbath and then we get into God interrupting everything because he says to Moses while I've been up here in the mountain giving you the place to worship guess what they've been doing down there and they had uh, seen Moses was gone and they made a golden calf to worship so Really incredible story. That's serious misbehaving. Uh, it's um, proof more than ever that signs and wonders do not save you and do not change your heart. They may mm -hmm. persuade you mentally for a short period of time, but unless mm -hmm. something touches your heart, it doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's have a look in verse 17. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, Chapter 30, verse 17. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Thou shalt also make a lava of brass, his foot also of brass, to wash withal. And thou shalt put it between the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar, and thou shalt put water therein. For Aaron and his sons shall wash their hands and their feet thereat. When they go into the tabernacle of the congregation, they shall wash with water, that they die not. Or when they come near to the altar to minister, to burn offerings made by fire unto the Lord, so they shall wash their hands and their feet, that they die not. Excuse me. And it shall be a statute forever to them, even to him, and to his seed throughout their generations. And so this was the bowl of water, and a large bowl of water, Mm -hmm. set up in between the altar of sacrifice and the tabernacle, the tent of the congregation uh, mm -hmm. going into the holy place and it was for washing so what's uh, what does water represent in the scripture well we know water represents people but also water represents the word and Let's have a look in Ephesians mm. chapter 5, verse 26. 
And we'll start. Do you say 26? We'll start at verse 22. Okay. Okay. So it says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own. Well, actually, you know, uh, that's that's a common place to start that scripture. Uh, wives, submit yourselves to your husbands. Um, but let's let's if we go back uh, to verse seventeen, it gives us context for these instructions. It says, mm -hmm. therefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine where is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. So that's a general instruction to all believers. And that right. leads into this. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the saviour of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of, wa of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. But in the middle of that passage, he says he's going to sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. And so there's a part of reading the Bible, there's a part of the Word of God, there's a part of having that effect in our life that is uh, cleansing. Mm -hmm. okay? And uh, we can see this is, uh, there's a, a tremendous symbolism uh, that that's... Um, given to water in the Christian life. And that symbolism is primarily, and we know it by uh, baptism. Okay. Mm -hmm. And baptism, uh, I think, if you like my favorite scripture on baptism, is First uh, Peter uh, chapter 3. First Peter chapter three. Because it ties in several very interesting thoughts together. Okay. Chapter three, verse. Uh, well, we will start. Um, Peter's talking about Christ suffered for sin. Let's start at verse 18. Okay. Uh, for Christ has also suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. 
by the which also he went and preached unto the souls in prison, which sometime were disobedient, when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was a-preparing. Excuse me a second. Let's get that back. While the ark was a preparing wherein a few, that is in eight souls, were saved by water, the like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him and so that brings in uh, several threads and the first thread it brings in is uh, the baptism of the um, the baptism of the world in the days of Noah the water coming upon the world and washing the world and then uh, the baptism of us in the days of uh, in the days of our journey as part of our salvation and so can you be baptized uh, or can you be saved without being baptized well it says baptism does now save us so baptism you have to be baptized by water in order to be saved now according to the scripture mm -hmm. there now if if there is no opportunity for that to happen, then I don't believe that God will, well, as I say, God loves life and he's going to save as many as he can by as many means as he can, in as many ways as he can, in as many ages as he can. And so uh, if, if you are uh, rejecting baptism and saying, I don't believe I need to be baptized to be saved, but you understand it, from the scripture then you're rejecting the word of god so the baptism isn't actually part of what saves you in that it doesn't produce uh, an effect in your um in your body but it's the answer of a good conscience towards god that you say god said i should do this and this is my first step of obedience in a walk with God is to go and be baptized. So, mm -hmm. And then we have the washing of the priests by the water as well coming in. Mm -hmm. So we have the word of God and its cleansing effect and its cleansing, cleansing effect from the sin that does so easily beset us. Because now if we go back to uh, Exodus chapter 30, we see that uh, Aaron and his sons will wash their hands and their feet. When they go into the tabernacle of the congregation, they shall wash. When they offer, when they go near to the altar, they shall wash. So right. they'll wash their hands and feet that they die not. And... It's an it's an oft repeated action. What's that? That they die that they die not. Well, this is serious. This is serious because they're in the service of God. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so uh, yes, absolutely, it's serious. 
and he says um, this washing is so that you're clean with me but you've got to remember that the whole structure of the tabernacle worship was very serious and mm -hmm. there were many commandments that were given that they die not that he dies mm -hmm. not and they right. had to wear their robes correctly and they had to wear because God was creating a path that was very, very uh, restricted mm -hmm. in which he could set people walking so that they could come in front of him in the time before he could forgive their sins. Right. So initially only Moses could come in front of the uh you know could come into the presence of god and uh you talk about the strictness moses struck the rock instead of speaking to the rock and god said because of this you can't enter into the promised land and that seems like uh to us it might be a disproportional punishment but given the position that Moses was in, uh, mm -hmm. that was what God said. And so we say, okay, we don't say it seems unfair of God, but we say, why is that God's decision? And it's God's decision because to whom much is given, much is required. And Moses had uh, such a relationship with God that when Moses was trying to explain to them about the coming Messiah, he said to them, God will raise up a prophet like me. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. to point to him, to point to himself as the one that would be the Messiah and say, look out for someone who's going to be like me. Uh, you either look at it and say, wow, what a big ego he had or wow, what an understanding he had of his position with God and his position as the lawgiver that he said, when jesus comes he'll be like me not i'll be like him but he will be like me and that's how you recognize mm -hmm. him and so that the uh height of his position gave rise to why he was judged in that way right that no no man escapes uh, no no man has an excuse for bad decisions <laughs> no uh, and there is think, only one way of escape and that's by the word of god right and he the lord told him to speak to the rock which was the word of god mm -hmm. and he disobeyed right. in front of a lot of people it was a very bad testimony right there <coughs> yes hmm. briefly momentarily but still totally public right and uh, yeah and so now if we go back to chapter 29 mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, we skip this chapter in the study but we'll just take a, a, a couple of verses out of this okay verse 1 and this is the thing that thou shalt do unto them, to hallow them, to minister to me in the priest's office. And then take the bullock, take the sacrifice, take the anointing oil, 
uh, and so on and so on and sanctify them uh, and then they were uh, do, 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 verse uh, 35 and thus shalt thou do to Aaron and his sons according to all the things that I've commanded thee seven days shall thou consecrate them okay and so they were consecrated by blood for the seven days and set aside for the lord's service right and that's like i'm going to liken that to our salvation experience where we come under the blood of the lord jesus christ but once we come under the blood of the lord jesus christ and we're priests walking around in the service of god we find in verse 30 now we're in the service of god and we're consecrated now we can offer offerings at the altar of incense, the prayers of the saints. And while we're doing that, and while we're giving God service from day to day, we are going to get uh, dirty. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so there's uh, Hebrews 12. Okay. Um verse 1 wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great as a cloud of witness let us lay aside every weight and the sin that was does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us looking unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him uh endured the cross despising the shame and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of god and so there's an understanding here that when we come into salvation and we're running the race for jesus and we're working in jesus's service we still are beset by the sin that does so easily beset us and we need to make an effort and we need to take time in our lives to lay that aside to lay aside the weight and to lay aside the sin because if we keep on running in the service of god without taking moments to wash ourselves wash our hands wash our feet as the priest did then we're going to build up a uh, a dirtiness that's going to negate our service with god just as it did would with the priests that they had to wash that they died not so there is a um understanding here and we'll go to one of my other uh, favorite scriptures uh which is in first corinthians chapter 9 and verse 24 it says know ye not that they which run in a race run all but one receiveth the prize so run that ye may obtain and every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown but we an incorruptible therefore so uh, i therefore so run not as uncertainly 
So fight I not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body, and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. And so mm-hmm. there's a recognition there in a Paul's uh, thinking that you can absolutely um, you can absolutely serve the Lord and bring others in, but be lost yourself. Okay. Yeah. And so he says, and so then what do you do? You keep under uh, my body. And if we actually look at that word, uh, but I keep under my body, it's, uh, awesome. you know what that word means? Keep it, keep it subdued. Uh, well, yes. Uh but let let me read the uh, let me read the dictionary because you 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 might find it amusing, um, and a blessing. So keep under my body. Uh, to beat black and blue, to smite as to cause bruises and livid spots, like a boxer one buffets his body, handle it roughly, disciplined by hardships. Okay. Uh, and it's part of uh, part of the Greek word that means that to hit somebody to give them a black eye. Okay, Oof. so Oof. there's um, there's a, a uh, what's the word here? There's an emphasis here that we don't have in that translation, but it's uh, more like I give my I give my body black eyes all the time to keep it in line. So that I don't lose, lest by any means, what I preach to others, I'll be a castaway. And so mm-hmm. Paul, who had that revelation and lived that life, still had that understanding that it's necessary to keep ourselves in line uh, on a day-to-day, um, uh, day-to-day time, moment-to-moment time. When we're going to prayer, we need to examine our lives when we're... It's not about salvation, but it's about cleanliness before God. It's about sanctification and saying, am I yeah. living the right kind of a holy life? And then if we're not living the right kind of a holy life, it shouldn't be hard uh, to get back into the uh, good graces of Jesus. Every now and then, um, there's a there's a transmission glitch and I don't quite get your words, but I got the gist. Right. So let's let's turn to um, verse uh, chapter five of Romans. Okay. And in verse 8, it says, But God commended his love towards us in that 
while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, now being justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled shall we be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. And so that's an important thing for all Christians to remember, that Christ died for us when we were at our worst. Okay. And so while we're striving to serve him, if we fall, we don't fall from salvation. We don't fall so far that God can't reconcile us again because he reconciled us when we were at our worst. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that we all have to keep in mind because we all do have the tendency to say to ourselves, I'm a terrible person. I shouldn't have done that. How could I have done that? I'm not even a Christian. And while that's a big temptation and is very powerful to say, I'm not even a Christian, I will, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a negative confession. You just, you've got to say, I let the old man out. I need to not do that. I need to keep him under. I need to beat him black and blue. I need to know that I am reconciled to God and by his life, I can be reconciled again by following him, by living in his spirit and by washing myself with the water of the word. So this is a daily thing that we have to do as we go about our service to God is to keep ourselves washed by his words. Amen, brother. Uh, a continual. That is very important. Thank you. Yeah. And that's, uh, that is all I have for this portion of the Bible study. All right. It's a very big chunk of something to ruminate over. That's for certain. 